0: and welcome back to Wasting Warbler, where Jim and I like to talk about cosplay and cosplay-related issues. Jim, say hey. Hey! Hey! So, um, we actually got some stuff done this week, which is a nice change from last week, where we were just kind of sitting on our couch playing Overwatch, talking about getting things done. But we've actually been doing the things. Um, hey Jim, why don't you talk about how you've been updating the basement? What else did I do? Well, we kind of finished very, very minor updates down here. I got a new sewing table that um, has a plug built in, so I don't, I don't, I can just plug my sewing machine directly into the table instead of having to snake it behind, uh, which is good times. We like swapped out some tables. Nothing, nothing too crazy. I also, uh, the local sewing store has had a sale going on for the last couple of days that I only found out about last night. And uh, long story short, I went to the teeny little sewing store at the mall and bought a serger. Yay! So now I have a new toy coming. I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> um, oh, and the woman at the store, while she was checking me out, said, I know you. You've been in here before. Do you, like, make things to sell? And I went, kind of. Mostly I make costumes just to wear at conventions. So we were comparing, like, stuff. I guess her son's really into the whole cosplay and convention scene but out in california so we were like comparing notes but long story short the uh, lady at the store knows kind of who i am because i'm in there so often so she recognizes me <laughs> yay i'm a regular somewhere what have you been up to jim
1: uh i made a uh foam anvil i guess you could say for helmets
0: <laughs> a la um, evil ted
1: a la evil ted And then I started making the helmets from Voltron. I've got one put together. Uh, I just need to give it a last coat of sanding, and then I can start putting the plastic on it.
0: It looks really good.
1: It looks pretty good. I made one or two mistakes, but I know what they are, so in the next two or three, I can fix those.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it looks pretty good overall, but it looks really good considering it's like your first time making a helmet, and I think, what, your second or third time really working with foam?
1: Second time working with foam.
0: Yeah, so not bad.
1: Uh, I came out okay. Uh, A couple of things I learned in the Mercy Build really helped me out, like learning about sharp knives and and all that. The Evil Ted videos are really, really super helpful Mm -hmm. uh, for learning how to do foam. So I was easily able to heat mold the foam and then using uh, that foam glue everyone uses, barge, I was able to glue it together and I knew how long to wait and so on and so forth. There
0: are there any fun tips that uh, you had gotten from other people regarding how to make foam cutting and gluing easier that you want to pass on?
1: Uh, the cutting thing was make sure you have a sharp knife. That is stupidly important. If your knife's dull, you're going to start sawing through the foam and you're going to make really bad edges. Uh, I had a bunch of really bad edges on my mercy costume. And I just there and dremel out. But if I just used a sharp knife, they would have been cleaner edges. Uh, With gluing, somebody at DragonCon told us to check out hair dye bottles. um, And that because it's for dye, the barge glue probably won't eat through it. So that's looking pretty good using those. Uh, It makes it easier to get just a tiny bit of glue on without sitting there with brushes or accidentally knocking an entire paint can of glue over. Uh, What have you been working on these last couple days?
0: I've been working on our Halloween costumes for the most part. I guess I don't want to go in too much into what we're doing, because I feel bad if anyone's not caught up. But we're doing...
1: well. just give...
0: We're doing some characters from Adventure we, Zone. We
1: have, like, ten listeners, so just be like, hey, spoiler for <laughs> ten listeners if you haven't finished for Adventure the, Zone. For
0: the whole ten of you, no, if we're doing some characters from Adventure Zone, um, and I'm not gonna, I guess, tell you which ones unless you really want to go check my my social media, but it involves a lot of very, very extra red robes. I also started cutting out the pattern for Taco before I'd gotten the pattern for the robes. Um, so that's going to get started pretty soon, and I'm pretty excited about that. It's going to be a lot of work, though. But uh, yeah, so I've been working on our on our robes and all of that for Halloween, but I'm doing that in two parts, so it's going to be a tunic, and then over that's going to be a capelet. I think it's going to be cute. All
1: right. Well, that shouldn't be too hard to uh, get together.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's your hint, guys.
1: It's not a bad hint. I mean, it's not a great hint. It could definitely be a better hint.
0: (laughs) No, it's like really uh, not.
1: (laughs) I mean, there's better hints out there. (laughs) If you Ah. know what I'm talking about.
0: (laughs) You're so much better at this than I am. Not
1: really. (laughs) Trust me, when you go back and listen to the recording, you'll see.
0: Oh no. I'm going to be embarrassed to listen to myself doing this. You just got to get squeakier with it. How do I get squeakier? Um,
1: You just pull it up. (laughs) Just
0: pull it up. All right, so. That was enough of that. Since you don't have to hang out with us 24-7, we were walking around Joanne's, and he was rapidly switching between those two voices while being the loudest person in the entire store for the whole time we were in there. And uh, I don't know if it was the best thing ever or the most embarrassing, but regardless, I was dying laughing until until we left.
1: Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, it depends on which voice you're going into. Some of them are easier to uh, drop in and out of.
0: Please, no one encourage this.
1: Do not encourage me. Don't,
0: don't encourage Correct. this.
1: Do you know who would encourage me? Brett and Jermaine no, would definitely encourage me no. to have a meeting at my office.
0: Oh my god! This, this is, is what I'm doing now. This is this is actually my life. I live with this. At all times.
1: So when you were starting the robes uh, for Halloween, I mentioned that I wanted to start learning how to sew last week. So you started teaching me how to sew with the robe.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, we're going we're going off pattern a little bit with these robes. So I started teaching you, and about halfway into, I think the first thing we were trying to make, I realized that this was going to be a lot because it's easy to learn on like a simple pattern that's already laid out. But when you're trying to like finagle an existing pattern into something slightly different, it's it's a bit extra work. So you're you're learning really quickly uh, all like the really basic skills. But I feel like the way I'm teaching you is not great because it's a little bit all, all over the place. Yeah, I think it's all right. Eh.
1: I learned everything else in my life by being thrown into the fire. So what's one more?
0: Yeah, but I think that we can probably work on a different pattern next if you want to sew something with me. Yeah,
1: It'll we'll figure easier. it out. <laughs> uh And hopefully we'll get, after I get the first, uh, this prototype Voltron helmet and one more perfect done will have you work on the last one with me.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty excited to start working on that. Um, all the foam stuff makes a lot of sense. I think I get it. I just haven't worked yeah, out the it's, finer it's, articulation because I haven't been doing it myself.
1: It's uh, being patient. Like, the first time I tried to use the barge glue... I didn't wait long enough. Mm -hmm. Like I say, you're supposed to wait until it is tacky and you can touch it without it coming off on your fingers. Um, First time I tried to glue something together, I didn't quite wait long enough. So it just kind of, it looks like it's holding together and then it slides apart.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So it's just about patience on that. Not overheating it when you're heating it up to to mold it.
0: Not overheating things is my my kryptonite. I have such a hard time not accidentally melting things. Our heat
1: gun has a low setting, so...
0: Ooh, Fancy.
1: You can use it there. Uh, and then hopefully this week I'm going to try out the, the uh, plastic and paint mixture uh, I was told about at Dragon Con. And hopefully mm-hmm. it's
0: rad. I'm hoping so. I feel like everything else we learned at that panel was pretty rad, so I'm expecting rad things. I don't
1: have my notes from the panel down here with me, but uh, on the next episode when I'm talking about how everything's gone back, I will uh, pull up those people's names because everyone has been everyone at the panel was super nice and helpful with questions, and I've emailed one or two of those people and they were super responsive and super helpful and super nice, which I can't say about all big cosplay people that I've emailed them and they've emailed me back, so this is really a really nice change.
0: Yeah, no, I I actually really agree. With, with super famous cosplayers, it can be hard to get a hold of them. They don't always respond to all of their social medias. Do you know who
1: responded to me pretty quickly? Stella Chu.
0: Really? That's <clears> pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I th- believe I bought a pattern from her Etsy page for the Mercy costume, mm-hmm. and I had some questions. She responded in a couple hours, so that's pretty rad.
0: That's pretty rad. I don't want to throw any names, but I've I've messaged a couple of other cosplayers just about, like, how they did a thing, or, um, I forget. I, I forget what I messaged somebody about. It was something about 3D printing, just if they had any advice that I could use, and I just didn't hear back, and I don't think it was personal. I don't think it was that they were trying to avoid me or trying to retain any sort of trade secrets. I think that, like... Maybe they're just extra busy.
1: And they get so many emails, they can't answer them all. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I feel fine not talking about people who have done bad, but, like, Stella Chu did great. And, yeah. like, she was super nice and super helpful, and that was cool.
0: Well, yeah, no, I don't want to say that anyone did anything bad. Just, you know, I totally understand when someone just doesn't have time to get back to me. That's yeah. cool. I get it. I'm super busy, too, and sometimes I'll get an email and read it and forget that I've gotten it because I'm the actual worst. But, you know, it's just, it's really cool when someone actually, you know, does take the time to get back to you so quickly. That's, like, just extra. I like it.
1: So, what is our plan for the coming week? What are we working on?
0: I'm going to continue sewing these robes and stuff. We've we've made pretty good headway on them so far. I think I have the basic shape for both of the robes. And...
1: If not, I've got a sweet red vest now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you sure do. No, we uh, we have the basic shape going for both of the robes. They're both slightly different because our characters are just different people.
1: I mean, generally, they're different sized people, so you can't...
0: No, I don't mean different sized people. I just mean their personalities are very different. So oh, their
1: personalities are drastically
0: different. are a little bit different to reflect that. But uh, my capelet is almost done, and then I'm going to start working on gyms. It would have been done a really long time ago, but I decided that everything needs gold trim because I'm going to be extra. i just just really throwing myself into this. And then uh, I think the thing I'm going to start doing is cutting and sewing the very basics for Taco's Cape so that I can bring that to the convention I'm going to in a couple of weeks and just hand embroider at the table while I'm sitting still.
1: That sounds exciting.
0: Ah, you have no idea. I've learned some really fun embroidery techniques on YouTube.
1: Um, are you also going to be three D printing basically for the next two weeks
0: for your I con be. coming up? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to go to a con. I'm going to AAC up in I believe New Hampshire, and I'm going to be working the table. I'm going to work an artist alley table with my friend Katie. So if you're going to that, please stop by and say hello um, and distract me from the fact that I'll be embroidering for sixteen hours straight. And uh, yeah, I'm probably going to try and three D print some, some earrings, basic little little tiny things like that that I can sell. People are into. If there's anything cool
1: that you're into that you want 3D printed and is small, let us know. Yeah, definitely. Maybe we can sell it to you at that convention.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, come come find me at the con. Send me a message. Maybe I'll uh, bring something special if you take if you have any requests. You, Jamie, you're not coming to that one, right?
1: No, I have a wedding that day. Yeah. So yeah.
0: do you? I do. I'm gonna be at the convention on Friday, and then and on Sunday. Saturday I have a wedding, and then on Sunday i will be back. So, <laughs> good luck. What's your plan for the next coming week? What are you going to get done?
1: Uh, I'm going to finish that Voltron helmet. Yay. Uh, and then I'm not sure if I'm going to start a second Voltron helmet or start patterning out the chest armor.
0: Have you found any patterns for the chest armor? Uh,
1: there's a bunch out there. I want to try to make one myself and then compare it to the ones that are already made and see what I come up with. Interesting. To see how I can do designing stuff.
0: How are you going to do your own? Like, Is it the old uh, cellophane wrap and duct tape method? Or are you going to eh, something Maybe. Else?
1: Might be cardboard, because it doesn't cause it's armor, so it sits tight on you in some places, but not tight on you in others, mm-hmm. so I'll use a mix of stuff, I think, and we'll go from there.
0: I dig it, I dig it. All right, so so I skipped this part last week, and maybe the week before, just because we were kind of all over the place, but... are a little
1: short on time, too.
0: Yeah, but uh, I wanted to, I guess, discuss like a topic within cosplay for the week. So if if anybody has a topic they'd like for us to discuss in a longer form that's not really, you know, a quick for the end question, definitely email those in and let us know. And if you hear something we're chatting about during the podcast and you'd like us to, you'd like to expand upon it or, you know, kind of join on the conversation, by all means, please tweet or email us. But uh, I think what I'd like to talk about this week, Jim, is generally body positivity in cosplay. I guess what I mean by that is not necessarily looking like a character either because of weight or uh, body type, etc., and comfort levels in cosplaying characters. Despite that, so I guess where I'm at is a lot of a lot of characters do look a fair amount like me, so I'm kind of really fortunate in that regards. But I've also never been as Petite, I guess, silhouette-wise, as literally every character out there. So sometimes it could be really nerve-wracking getting into certain costumes, just because I always feel like oh, I feel gross and sausagy in this. Have you ever? Uh, what are what are your issues with costumes? Have you ever had hang-ups? Uh,
1: hang-ups for myself, or in in what regards?
0: Just in general.
1: Um. I mean, not really. I mean, fortunate for me, I'm a white guy, so a lot of things are pretty easy for me.
0: I guess that's not really what I meant. Privilege aside, I feel like just personally feeling comfortable with getting into a costume is kind of a different discussion.
1: No, I mean, also part of it is that I I pretty much have no shame.
0: That's true, yes.
1: I spent a long time at Dragon Con in... uh, Crop top.
0: Yeah, he was wearing a Team Rocket belly shirt and talking in the James voice.
1: Miss, yes, it was talking way up here. It, it was, was delightful. Actually, pretty great. Um, I've spent you know full games of roller derby with professional photographers taking pictures of me wearing a crop top.
0: <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I'm right, not. So you're a bad example. I'm you a bad would, example. Relax, like, shame.
1: I have no shame. I I've kind of decided that my body is how it is, and if you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself.
0: Fair. Good. Excellent. And I feel the same way. Like,
1: if you're happy with your body, like, who the fuck... Oh, I hate when people are just dicks to people. Oh. As someone who is fairly mean, I'm not I'm not a nice person, but I always make sure to pick on people for who they are on the inside.
0: <laughs> it's the beard you have on the inside. It's
1: the beard on the inside that counts. All right. Like, and I mean, I'm not going to go... I'm not gonna cosplay like a black character because I don't think that's cool. Even like a white version of a black character, mm-hmm. that's definitely not cool.
0: I feel like that's a whole different discussion. Yeah, like there's I enough would white like wa- to have at some point. Like there's but...
1: enough whitewashing where like they don't need that. But I'll like <laughs> I'm not the skinniest guy, but I'll cosplay a skinny guy. I cosplay James with my belly hanging out.
0: You were fantastic, James.
1: You can look it up on probably my Twitter. I think maybe definitely my Instagram.
0: Yeah. It's definitely, it might be on mine, too. Jeez. That was a whirlwind kind of day, though. I might have been sure what I took pictures of. I don't know. I feel like I personally have a whole bunch more shame. So I'm always really embarrassed with certain pictures. So I'm like, oh, my arms look giant, and I feel gross. Or, uh, I feel like I thumb a lot. And you can't see me thumbing, so that's not good radio. But it's where I put my chin entirely too close to my chest, and I look like a human thumb. And usually I do that for funsies, because it's hilarious. But um, I do that sometimes in pictures by accident in costumes, and it just it's not a good look on me. I personally don't like it on myself. But I think that cosplay is one of those communities that should be very inclusive. It should just be a lot of people doing a thing because it's fun and they enjoy it. So when there is instances of body shaming or people feeling crappy about themselves in their costume, it's really a bummer, I think, because this is a thing you're doing for fun. Like, you're spending extra money and you're flying out to a place.
1: And frankly, in some cases, a lot of money.
0: Yeah, like, I I don't want to tell you guys how much money I've dropped in the last week on, on Adventure Zone costumes that were supposed to be my garbage joke costumes for right now. Like, real money. is. is
1: yeah, and I think I'm solidly in the whole at least, like, $20 in foam for Voltron. I don't
0: want to hear it, buddy. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> but to be fair, I used a lot of that foam making uh, podcast boxes, so... <laughs>
0: I'm actually surprised you're not just ripping up the flooring foam we have in this room right now to make things. Nah,
1: I got two more sheets in the window. We're good.
0: Perfect. Ideal. Yeah, but I, I totally understand the the being embarrassed, or at least self-conscious, about the costume you're wearing. Because I'm, I'm there all the time, and I know I have a lot of friends who are there, too. I don't really have a lot of good advice for not feeling that way, besides just... What Jim does, which is to have no shame and decide that everyone else can go fuck themselves. But, uh.
1: I mean, that's, yeah. it's honestly a hard place to get to. I have a ton of, just a ton of horrific insecurities when it comes to life. But, like, how I look is very fortunate for me, not one of them.
0: It's always been one of mine.
1: Yeah, like, my things are like. smells.
0: You're gonna have to expand upon that.
1: Like, if I think I smell, I get, like, wicked anxiety, and I start sweating, and then maybe I (laughs) do start smelling. It just gets, it's Uh, a, it's a down, same thing with sweating. Like, Like if I think I'm sweating, I start sweating because I think I'm sweating. It's a bad snowball.
0: I literally did not know that. I've known you for, like, 12 years. We've
1: definitely talked about this before. Um, but,
0: yeah, I think it's just,
1: I'm fortunate in the way that I no longer care about what people think about how I look.
0: I've started caring a lot less recently. I get hit by a car, and I care a lot lot less about everything after that.
1: Yeah, that'll do it. I
0: think it's like you almost die once, and you're like, well, fuck it, I guess.
1: Yeah, almost dying (laughs) is pretty horrific.
0: (laughs) You care a lot less about things after. Mm. But I still care a bunch. I just care less.
1: And you care less about trivial shit.
0: For the most part.
1: But I think as far as body positivity goes... And like I think it's like I said when we answered the quick question about this in the first episode. It comes down to finding what's going to make you comfortable. And if you think something's going to make you uncomfortable it's something you really, really want to do, try to find a way to support yourself through that. If there's like a costume you want to wear but you're feeling vulnerable or uncomfortable, find a friend you have confidence in and try to maybe step your way through it to work your way up to being at a con. Because I guarantee you, If it's a cool-looking costume, everyone's going to come up to you and high-five you and say, awesome job. Regardless of whatever you were uh, concerned about.
0: I would say, if it's something that you're uncomfortable with, either find a friend who's willing to do it with you, because I'm always more confident doing a thing in a group. Because I don't feel like all eyes are on me at all times. It's kind of like, I'm part of a thing. Uh, Also, if if you're not confident doing... A specific costume the way it's designed, redesign it slightly for yourself just so you feel more confident in it. Give yourself a longer skirt or like a uh, uh, more covered whatever if you just don't feel comfortable in the way that it's already designed and if it's... people are gonna like know what you're doing anyway. It's fine. My my thing with costuming is always f- you you need to be comfortable doing it. You need to be happy doing it. So, either find a way to make yourself happy doing whatever it is, and for me that's find a friend, or find a way to make the thing into a costume that's going to make you happy, and that just might mean altering it a little bit, and that's totally okay.
1: Hmm? Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. In a worst case scenario, you can always be Palpatine.
0: I mean, not everyone can do that sweet voice, though, Jim.
1: All you have to do, Megan... Is do it. Oh my god! Do it. Uh, Give in to the hate.
0: I, I encourage this. This is what you've started. I didn't mean to do this, you guys. How many voices is that? This episode, like four.
1: Four. Do you
0: have any? No, this is five.
1: What was the fifth one? You
0: had back to and a New Zealand accent. Those are different.
1: Right. Forgot about New Zealand.
0: Yeah. Do you have any others you just want to throw out here while we're sitting in the basement? Ah, not really. Oh my god. <laughs> That was fucking hear, loud, kid. If you want to hear Jim do a whole lot of voices, he GMs a, an actual play podcast we're going to be putting up soon called Running With Short Stords, so go look for that, too.
1: I do one character who I accidentally switched between six accents during. <laughs> it's a wild ride!
0: <laughs> Just a fun character quirk he has. Yep.
1: Man, I hope I killed that guy. <laughs>
0: womp womp.
1: <laughs> so, I have a question for you from me. Oh, boy what's the difference between a serger and a sewing machine?
0: Oh, boy. Um, all right, so I just bought a serger, and I have only played with one a little bit when I took a sewing class a bunch of months ago. But basically, if you look on the inside of your clothing, and you'll notice that there's there's your hem, and then your hem immediately ends. Like, there's no other fabric past that. That's because there's a serger where you, you run it through, and it, it creates that nice kind of zigzaggy... Um, line, and then cuts it off immediately. So a sewing machine just sews, for the most part. A serger is going to close up a hem so it's nice and neat, and then cut off the excess so there's no like weird fraying bits. Uh, I'm not sure if there's other aspects to a serger that I haven't learned yet, but that is the number one, and that's the thing that I'm super, super excited about. But uh, I will expand my answer later if there's more to it after I've uh, really learned Serger in a couple of weeks. Cool. Yeah. All right, so I think that's enough for us for tonight. Uh, Keep on sewing. Let us know what you guys are up to. Have a great night. Right. Hey, thanks much for listening. You can email us at wastingwarbla at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at wastingwarbla. You can find me on either Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Habe Cosplays, Habe is spelled H-A-B. IE, and for Jim, you can find him at Speeder Parker on Twitter or James F. Collarin on Instagram. Thanks so much. Have a good night.